It is true in life that every once in a while, some good things must come to an end. So with that, I do have to tell you that this is the final Doghouse Podcast for not only 2019, but the 2019 season. Oh wait, that's right, we got fucking playoffs. (laughs) Forget that shit, let's get to Doghouse and gear. Fuck everybody, fuck everybody who doesn't listen to this podcast, motherfuckers, yeah. Oh shit, I forgot I left the microphone on. Any which way, it is the doghouse, it is your boy D-Roy, find me on Twitter, at RoyDog underscore 13, that is R-O-Y. D-A-W-G underscore one three. It is week 17. And we have the final doghouse breakdown for the 2019 regular season. That's right. I am not fucking going anywhere. We still have playoffs left to go. Let alone, now that we have a podcast in order, I can keep going through the offseason and bring something every week to everybody. But uh, our focus right now is week 17. Um, if you have read <clears throat> the article at all, um, if not, I will basically tell you I do not give a shit in cash if you zero out your cash game lineup salaries. Now, it doesn't mean that I would say leave $2,000 on the table, but I mean, if you end up somewhere around eight, you know, 600, 800 bucks off, don't worry about it. Let's just make the correct plays. Let's go ahead and play cash as normal i will be taking down a little bit i don't usually i usually don't play a lot of cash on week 17 usually it's a lot of gpp because it you know could turn into a complete shit show but this year seems a little bit different to me this is the fourth season that i am actually doing any write-up for uh the dfs slates And this is probably one of the ones that I'm the most comfortable with in those four years. So if you want to play cash, go ahead. I'm going to play cash. I'll probably let you in on who I'm looking at playing. I have not built a lineup yet. I plan on doing that tonight or just early in the morning as how I usually do. But, 
Usually I'll throw in one lineup. Maybe at the end of this, if we have enough time, maybe I'll put something together. I have been playing mostly cash on FanDuel and leaving my GPPs for, you know, DK, Yahoo, and Fantasy Draft. I, I just, I've been a bit more comfortable over there. Even with the lineup trains that we have been seeing this season, I've felt way more comfortable on FanDuel running my cash. So <clears throat> that's what I will be dipping into um, if we have time here at the end. And I think so. But maybe I should just quit fucking uh, uh, talking and just kind of get into this. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Starting at quarterback, you'll notice that I only have five listed. Two for cash, three for GPPs. Ryan Tannehill starts it off. He is the highest-priced cash quarterback out of the two. Um, The Tennessee Titans need to win this game. They need to take down Houston. Um, Houston really doesn't have that much to play for uh, other than, say, seeding with Kansas City. And I doubt they're really going to take this game seriously, to be completely honest. Um, If they do, it's because they want to try and keep the Tennessee Titans out of the playoffs, which just means, hey, it's going to, you know, build up more and more points, uh, hopefully for our players that we're using from the Tennessee side. Uh, I have Tannehill. I like his price the most over on FanDuel at 7,900. But it doesn't mean that I'm off him on the other sites. Next guy, the guy that I'm probably going to be using is going to be Carson Wentz. He'll be the higher-owned guy, I'm expecting. But it's a game where the Eagles need to win to make the playoffs and not give any chance to Dallas having to lose for them to squeak in there. So they're going to want to win this game. It's not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be easy from the fact that the Giants are actually going to make them work for it. Not defensively, but offensively. I'm expecting a big total in this game with the New York Giants. I do like Daniel Jones on the other side, as if you've looked at the article, that's what you see is Daniel Jones is also included in this write-up. So Carson Wentz is the guy I trust more. If you want to use Daniel Jones on the other side... I don't care. I really don't. You will save a little bit of money. Won't be too much. Save about 200 bucks on FanDuel, $2 on Yahoo. Uh, you're actually paying more for him on DK. You're paying 300 bucks more there. Um, and then you're paying uh, about $1,000 more over on Fantasy Draft for Daniel Jones. So that's why I'm choosing Carson Wentz. GPP quarterbacks, Jameis is always going to start it out at the top. Did not have a good game last week, you know, but he is still going for the 5,000-yard passing for the, in the season, and it's a game with the Falcons, a team that you generally don't run against as much as everybody has been trying to force it, if you've been listening to the radio. They've always been trying to force <clears throat> the running back versus the Falcons. We've stayed away from it because we caught it early enough. We made the smart play. Everybody else fucked it up. But be careful with Winston because he is kind of risky because he will throw an INT. You, he's going to throw at least one, if not two. A chance to throw a pick six. GPP 
defense is Atlanta because it's always in play. Even if you go with Winston, you could actually run the Atlanta defense and not really give two shits about it. It's not going to hurt you. So next on the list is Daniel Jones, the other side of the Philadelphia New York Giants game. Everybody is on Wentz. I really like to play. If you want to pivot off of him, the direct pivot is Jones on the other side. Jones is in the same position as, say, you know, Matt Ryan versus Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston versus the Falcons. You don't run at these teams. You throw on them. And Philly is dealing with a lot of injuries in that secondary, so you can take advantage of it. Who you pair him with is really kind of the question. And even I don't fully know, even looking back at the stats through the season, even I don't really know who Jones is going to utilize. So if you're going to run a Daniel Jones, I'd probably run two. If you're going to run Daniel Jones, really be on it and run two separate lineups. Last but certainly not least, I am going back to Drew Locke. I do love this matchup against the Oakland Raiders. Denver, sure, they really don't have anything to play for, but they do have some statistical things that they want to get accomplished. One of them is with Cortland Sutton, the guy that I liked last week, who failed. A lot of people are not going to be on Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is coming real close to beating some records for quickest uh, to a certain yardage mark and touchdowns. I'm going to find this here real quick because we're going to end up coming back to it because I love, love, love him. Uh, Needs 85 yards and two touchdowns to pass or tie. Uh, Demarius Thomas's uh, first uh, two seasons in the league's marks uh, for the Denver Broncos. So I think they're going to try them. Uh, they're going to try for him. He can get to 85 yards easily. The two touchdowns is what I'm looking at. He needs three to break it. So I think they're going to try and get Cortland Sutton those records. They're at home versus a terrible Oakland secondary. So, even if you don't like Drew Locke, definitely take a look at Sutton. Um, <clears throat> but I will be running. I I will be running a couple of Drew Locke um, teams across my four sites. Sunday night football options. I think you could take a look at Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will be the riskier play, though. Losing the two, losing Carson and Procise last week really really hurt. I don't know how much they're going to get Marshawn Lynch and um, Robert Turbin involved. That leaves Travis Homer as really being the guy uh, for this week. I don't know if I can really trust that. Uh, Fully, he would be a GPP. Garoppolo would be a GPP as well, um, but he is pretty cheap on Yahoo. Um, We know that we can attack the Seattle secondary, so I don't hate a Jimmy Garoppolo play. Um, in cash, but understand that there's a lot of risk involved with him. Moving on to running back, top of the list for cash is Christian McCaffrey. Very, very expensive still, where I kind of like him a little bit better over on DK and Fantasy Draft because you are getting the full point PPR. Now, 
He's going against the New Orleans Saints, and I hate the matchup. I really do. I respect the Saints a lot in this game. The thing of it is, is everybody's trying to scare people off of Christian McCaffrey everywhere. Just see it. Why do it? Blah, blah, blah. Carolina has nothing to play for. Well, he's really close to getting to that 1,000-yard rushing and the 1,000-yard receiving mark for the running back. He also has an outside chance of getting the all-purpose yardage title from Chris Johnson. That's the big one. If they try to get him there, I think they can get him there. Christian McCaffrey is as matchup-proof this year because of the high volume in both the carries and for targets. You don't necessarily have to go up to him. It will kind of hinder your lineups. So I'm not telling you you have to play him. But definitely take a look at Christian McCaffrey, at least in GBP. And like I said, he's good for cash. Next on the list, probably one of my is probably my favorite play from the high end is going to be Zeke Elliott. If the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game against the Washington Redskins, and yes, they are the better team than the Washington Redskins. The problem is Dallas itself. Are they going to do the right thing? Jump on Zeke's back and just bludgeon the fuck out of these Washington Redskins. That's really the question. And I think they will. I think they're just going to try not to get Dak injured and try to make the playoffs riding Zeke Elliott. If they don't, they're fucking stupid. Alvin Kamara, he's the least favorite of my high, of the higher price running backs in just in my opinion, um, and that's we're talking like top ten price running backs this week. Um, but it is, it's a really good matchup against Carolina, uh, and he is still an elite talent. So I prefer him in the full point PPR because then you get your full, your full points for your receptions, which he's going to get. But you are going to have to bank on him getting a touchdown or two to pay off. That's my issue. Can he do it again like he did last week? It's definitely a team that you have a a hell of an opportunity to, but whether or not he's going to get that before quite possibly New Orleans, you know, destroys the shit out of Carolina is kind of my question. Next on the list is Joe Mixon. He is perfectly priced where he's at. I love him in the spot. The weather is supposed to be really shitty, so they should um, ride the back of Joe Mixon. He should bounce back from that terrible performance last week. There's been no... Uh, news of another illness or anything like that. So he should go out um, on the 2019 season on a pretty high note. Uh, Next on that list would be Kenyon Drake. He's been getting it done the last two weeks, and it should continue this week against the Rams. They're expected to sit several uh, starters. This has also included Aaron Donald, who's been the big run stuffer up the middle. So his price is moving up makes me hesitant a little bit to pay up that much. Um, if you play Fantasy Draft, I'm probably staying away from him because he's he's number five overall uh, for a, a priced running backs. 
Next on the list is Philip Lindsay. I liked Lindsay last week. He did not make the cut, and he got it done. Um, that was the first time that we saw him get it done in quite some time. I do like him again this week. Broncos should dismantle the Raiders at home this week, and Lindsay should have a hand in that. So don't totally dismiss him, even though I'm on to that uh, uh, Denver passing game. At least consider it. Uh, next on the list is DeAndre Washington. Josh Jacobs is doubtful to play. Uh, they announced that pretty much that came in the injury report on Friday. Uh, kind of went unnoticed until today. But uh, he's pretty well-priced on three of the four sites. Uh, fantasy draft, again, he's really high. He's 12th overall, uh, so I would stay away there. Um, but the other three sites, he's 28th, 36th, and 29th. Uh, priced overall, so it's uh, decent value over there. Now, if you want to get real fucking dick dirt dir- cheap, you're going to take a look at Mr. Reichwell Armstead, the backup to Leonard Fournette, who was downgraded to doubtful because, oh, he's got the flu. At least he fucking announced it now instead of waiting until Sunday morning. So at least that, I mean, you know, I'd like to call him a pussy right now, but it's a plain, simple fact. You know what? Hey, 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 he let us know way ahead of time. I'll I'll let it go. I'll let it go. He is going to be bare bones priced on FanDuel and over on Yahoo. $4,500 on FanDuel, $10 minimum play. On Yahoo, so definitely those two sites you're going to want to take a look at. Uh, the volume should be intense. Um, I will actually. This is why I'm going to wait to do the spreadsheet until tomorrow morning, um, just based on the plain simple fact that I want to see if they make any moves, bring anybody else in there. Um, that might give me some hesitation, but as far as I'm as far as I can tell right now. Uh, and the news coming out of Jacksonville is they're just going to run with what they have. Um, and again, DK, he's not that badly priced at 4,400 and then he's 8,800, which is generally below, um, uh, your running back threshold. Like nine K is generally, uh, pretty low end. So he's even coming in under there, uh, 49th overall. So definitely take a look at Reichwell Armstead. I'll probably have a lot of them. The kid's talented. Um, and it, it it's not a it's not a terrible matchup, so uh, definitely put it into consideration. All right, moving on to GPP. I actually had to pause the I actually had to pause this because cats are playing around with a fucking mouse that just squeaks like a motherfucker. So hopefully they don't find where I just put it. But uh, moving on to GPP, um, and really is. You know, a couple of guys that I consider cash slash GPP plays, and I don't really think that they're that risky whatsoever. Um, Number one would be Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans. The Titans gave him a week off so that they could rest him for this game. He was dealing with that hamstring. They said, fuck it. We really don't need that game last week. Let's get him rested. Hopefully Pittsburgh doesn't get ahead. And win the game last week, and we have a shot. Well, they're getting that shot. All they have to do is win this game. So 
That's going to start on the legs of, on, of Derrick Henry. We do remember, if you use him, he's probably going to get off that little slow start, and then he starts building it at the end of the second quarter and into the second half. So um, I think you can run him in cash if you're not using Tannehill as your quarterback. That would probably be the preference. Um, if you're going to run him in cash with Tannehill, I think you just go Tannehill and Henry and don't even pair up. I mean, I like A.J. Brown in this in this game. I think everybody does. It might be a little bit too heavy. If you want to run the risk and run it with A.J. Brown too, or maybe a Johnny Smith, do it at your own risk, but I, I, I can see why you would do it. Because you're using the games that matter. That's what we want to primarily focus on. Next guy on the list is one Aaron Jones. Same as Henry, cash slash GPP play. Great spot against the Lions. Uh, destroyed the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. Holy shit. Um, but there has not been a lot of talk about him this week. The funny part is it's all going to Devontae Adams, which I I don't hate Devontae Adams. But nobody's talking about the fact that Jamal Williams and Danny Vitale, who's the fullback, are both doubtful to play this week. Which means that we should finally get Aaron Jones involved in the passing game again. Which gives me huge interest. It's a game that the Packers need to win. Detroit is hurting up the middle. They just lost another defensive lineman. So definitely, definitely, definitely consider Aaron Jones. He's good for cash. But definitely get a share of him at least in one GBP lineup. Next on the list, Austin Eckler. The reason why I'm picking Eckler over uh, Melvin Gordon has nothing to do with the fact that Melvin Gordon sucks. All right, it has a lot to do with the fact that Melvin Gordon sucks. But it even has more to do with the fact that the Chargers are going to be behind the Chiefs all game. So that means that Phillip Rivers is going to have to throw. That's where Eckler excels is in that short passing game. So... I have no issues uh, running Eckler, but he is a true GPP play. Another true GPP play, and he really should not be, is Sony Michelle. And it makes all the sense in the world that Michelle would get the opportunities, you know, r- rushing against a shitty Dolphins defense, right? My only problem is that I don't know if the Patriots are going to try and take this spot and try and get Brady in the passing game righted. It's a perfect spot for them to do either. So I think Sony Michelle is a hell of a good play. I like his price over on Fantasy Draft the most, where he's 9700 That is for 43rd overall priced running back. But, I mean, when you really look at it, he's 25th, 22nd, 34th, and 43 across the board. He's fucking cheap, and he should get a lot of the touches. He should see his 20 touches. He should be able to get that 100-yard game. The only thing is, can he finally get a fucking touchdown here without having fucking James White, Rex Burkhead, even, uh, oh, who the fuck is that other guy? Oh, there's some other dick, too. 
God, why can't I think of the name? It's going to burn me until until I think of it. Oh, yeah. Brandon fucking Bolden. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why it's, it's GPP-ish. Um, should be good for cash. I don't know what the fuck the Patriots are doing. Uh, Sunday Night Football options. I do like Raheem Mostert in this spot. We saw what Kenyon Drake did. And I think I like Mostert a little bit better than Kenyon Drake. And I'm kind of a Kenyon Drake guy, so that's probably why. But I'll tell you who I'm not a homer of, and that's one Travis Homer. Should get be should get the opportunity for the Seattle Seahawks, but he's eh, kind of mad at me, so I don't really care much for it. It's going to bring us to wide receivers. I tried to get this pared down as much as humanly possible. Um, Cash, Michael Thomas. If you want to play him, go ahead and fucking play him. I don't give a shit about the fucking what he's got a thumb, whatnot. Um, they need this game. He's in there. First read. He's the first read, second read, third read. All right. All right. Take that back. I mean, Jared Cook is probably the second read. But third and fourth read always comes back to Michael Thomas. So um, always involved, but he does have this record, so I'm kind of hesitant to use him. But I think he's going to be highly owned. Uh, guy that I really like, though, this week, if you're going to pay all the way up, is Julio Jones. Um, going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Calvin Ridley went down. The targets all went to fucking Julio. And last week, Austin Hooper was involved, too. So, I mean, it's a it's a pretty good spot for both. But Julio Jones is definitely the guy that's getting targeted. I don't give a shit about the fucking secondary or the tertiary guys. It's Julio or fucking nothing. At wide receiver, at least. Next on that list would be Allen Robinson. He was a late ad. I admit it. I completely overlooked him because I was looking at the running backs. Then I started to think, why the fuck am I going to use the running backs when this is a perfect opportunity for Mitchell Trubisky to get Allen Robinson, uh, you know, get Allen Robinson involved, uh, try and finish on a high note. Minnesota's going to be sitting a shitload of people. Secondary sucks. Doesn't really matter who the fuck's covering him. Apparently, Trey Waynes is already out. So he was a late ad. Um, he's going to get it done before they are for any of the running backs. He's also a curious stat, and I don't know if they're going to try and go for this or not. He's 11 receptions away from 100, which is something he has never accomplished. So I'm wondering if they cater to him a little bit. Now, the 11 reception thing I found out after I had put Allen Robinson in there, but I just kind of wanted to see, eh, is there anything that I can really sell it on? You know, continue to sell myself on and solidify it. And it was those 11 receptions. Next on the list, we do have Brashad Perriman, Winston's top target, and a good matchup versus the Falcons. If you're using Winston, you're using Perriman. Next, A.J. Brown has a real great opportunity to bounce back after a terrible week last week against Marshawn Lattimore. I think a lot of people are going to stay away from him, even though it's a great matchup. It's just that, you know, recency bias type deal. They're going to look at him and be like, oh, you didn't get any fucking targets. Well, it was fucking Lattimore. We talked about it. 
talked about it last week. I still kind of liked him because Lattimore can get beat deep. I didn't expect them to just completely say, nope, we're just not going to throw it there. That's just usually how teams don't fucking do it when you got a type top-end fucking wide receiver. Well, he's a rookie. Top-end top end rookie wide receiver. If I could spit it the fuck out. All right. I know why. I, I know why I'm having troubles with it because we're getting to my guy, Cortland Sutton. Love him, love him, love him. Gonna lock him in on the on on Fanduel. He's fairly he's fairly expensive, at least for Cortland Sutton. He's the 16th highest priced wide receiver, right? Yahoo DK Fantasy Draft, 23rd, 20th, and 25th. He's very undervalued for this week. For this matchup, lock him in, as Dr. Roto would say, visionary style. Next on this list is Tyler Boyd. I'm kind of coming off a little bit, a little bit because that weather's kind of shaky. I think they're going to run a little bit more with Joe Mixon, but it is a really good spot for Tyler Boyd. He has been getting it done. So, ooh, 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 touchdown Ohio State. Ooh. Oh, I hate the U. I hate the OU. Any which way, Tyler Boyd, he is better priced on FanDuel and Yahoo than he is on DK and Fantasy Draft. So if I'm going to take any shots on him, it's going to be on those two sites um, versus the full PPR sites uh, where I think he's a little bit too expensive for me. If you're going to attack the Dallas wide receivers, look at Michael Gallup. Fuck Amari Cooper. Fuck, 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 fuck Amari Cooper. Dak's main target outside of Zeke in a short passing game is going to be Michael Gallup. So if you want to get exposure to it, definitely go with Gallup over Cooper. Cooper is fucking, he's dying out there. He is literally dying out there. He's trying to get shit done. I don't blame I don't blame Amari Cooper. This isn't I hate Amari Cooper. This is just the fact that they should have fucking sat him four or five fucking weeks ago to get this leg right. Or the foot or whatever it is. They should have fucking sat him. And they did not. And that's gonna cost them money in fucking free agency. Actually somebody's gonna fucking give him money. They're gonna see they toughed it out. Any which way. Uh, another guy that I really, really like, um, if you want to go on the Redskins side, is Steven Sims Jr. Uh, he is the slot receiver for the Washington Redskins. Everybody knows I like the slot wide receiver versus the Cowboys. There's also no Terry McLaurin this week, which means there's going to be more targets going towards Steven Sims. I was a little pissed off that he went off last week because I had looked at him last week. But... I figured maybe we can wait another week on him. Well, bit me in the ass like Steven Sims this week. Next guy is going to be DJ Chark. You burned the Colts the last time out. He's incredibly discounted in a matchup with Pierre Desaire. Do I need to say more? No, I don't think I do. Don't think I do. But uh, definitely uh, keep an eye out. I'd like to see. I actually would like to have Gardner Minshew. 
um, healthy for this game. He is dealing with shoulder soreness. It's nothing really too bad, but just be aware that it could go back to Nick Foles. Uh, when he got it done, it was with Nick Foles at quarterback, so understand that. But uh, um, I I like DJ Shark either which way. Like I said, he's fucking cheap. He's, he's too fucking cheap. I don't know how he got that cheap. Next on the list, we're going to have the pair from the Giants. Okay, you're going to have Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. It's actually kind of funny because they're they're put in there by price, right? The FanDuel price, that's how we always do it. <laughs> Except I fucking forgot. Holy shit, no. I just put them together. Oh, you dumb bastard. Oh, that was a fuck up on my part. So I, I actually I just put them in there the way that I wanted that I wanted you to look at it. Look at Sterling Shepard first on the outside and then look at Golden Tate. Uh, these are the two safest options for a cash. That's why Slayton's not in there. Slayton's the big boomer bust. Slayton is written up. He is a GPP guy, though. So I do expect this game to shoot out. I think I'm going to put a little bit more trust. If you look at the numbers, I got a little bit more trust in Sterling Shepard. Gets targeted a bit more than Golden Tate. So that's why I like him more. But if you need to save some money, definitely go. you can look at Tate. Uh, he's incredible value, especially over at Fantasy Draft. Holy fuck. I mean, you are you save $2,100 uh, going from Shepard to Tate uh, over there. So definitely um, Fantasy Draft. I'd probably take a look at Tate before I take a look at Shepard just based on price if I wanted to get guys in there. But uh, last but certainly not least in cash is the one... The one true wide receiver in Philadelphia in Greg Ward. Chalky's going to be chalky as fuck, but he allows you to pay up elsewhere. If not for a top end wide, another top end wide receiver, uh, he's 49th, 44th, 48th, and 47th. He's priced. He's priced a, a way too cheap for the opportunities that he has. There's really two guys in that passing game that I trust, and that is Greg Ward and Dallas Goddard at tight end. You still have no Nelson Aguilar this week, and they lost Zach Ertz, so that just means that Ertz's targets are going elsewhere. Get yourself a piece of Greg Ward. No. no uh, 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 before we go on too far, Somebody's going to fucking bring this up. They're going to bring up Robert Davis. No, I'm not using fucking Robert Davis. No, not using J.J. Arthago Whiteside. Fuck that. I would rather you use Miles Sanders, who's not even in my fucking write-up, before you use J.J. Arthago Whiteside or, or uh, Robert Davis. So before you ask me the fucking question, just know I'm just going to go, just use fucking Miles Sanders. You'd be like, well, I need a wide receiver. Well, then you go somewhere else. There, now that I ran that out. Uh, GPP, Devontae Adams, he is probably pretty good for cash. Um, but in this matchup, like I said, I am more on Aaron Jones than I am on Devontae Adams. Um, but Adams does get the target. He's going to get the targets even with Darius Slay on him, who is expected to cover him. Slay will cover him. So just be aware of that. Uh, Kenny Galladay for the Detroit Lions. It's a f- f- 
it's a risky play. It's a risky play. I do actually like his price a lot on DK and Fantasy Draft uh, versus FanDuel and Yahoo. But he's the only guy in the Lions that I fear can have a, a good day against the Green Bay Packers. It's not Bull Scarsborough. It's not on Johnson. I think you're going to see the Detroit running game just as you saw with Minnesota this last week. It's going to fall flat on its face. Kenny Galladay is the only piece of the Detroit offense that I would take a shot on. And that's only if you're, I think, if you're doing a Packer stack, you would want to have Galladay on the other side. Next on the list, get way cheap down here, uh, Justin Watson. If he's come up a bit on, in price, um, enough to where I don't like him. Yahoo, I think he's still okay. He's only $14 there uh, for 57th overall. Um, but I would like him to be a bit cheaper. Um, there are other guys that I would rather pay in that range. Um but, I mean, if you wanted to use him at GPP, uh, especially if you're going to stack up that Atlanta-Tampa Atlanta, Atlanta Bay game, you know, and have Winston involved in that, yeah, I think John, I think Watson is is definitely in play. I would put Perriman and Watson in there uh, as my pair up for Winston. Hunter Renfro for Oakland. Should be able to put up something versus the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are going to completely shut them out. Um, but right now, Carr is laser-focused on Renfro ever since he came back from the rib injury. He's really, really cheap on three of the four sites. Uh, FanDuel, I'd probably stay away from him. Um, but Yahoo, he's the fairest price at $13. But, I mean, you're only paying 4500 bucks for him right now on DK, and you're paying 9600 on uh, Fantasy Draft. Remember, $10,000 is where we start con- – Considering guys to be cheap, so uh, now we finally get to Darius Slayton. Uh, definitely has the most upside of the Giants wide receivers, but he's hit or miss. So he's a GPP guy. I do like him in GPP. Get yourself at least one share of him uh, somewhere to get exposure to that game. Uh, Yahoo. He's a bit expensive. It's still it's still not terrible. Uh, he's ranked 58th, 32nd, 43rd, and 59th across the board. So the two end sites have him priced the best. DK is actually not too bad. Yahoo's a bit expensive, but nothing nothing uh, nothing terrible. So and then the one piece of the New England passing game that I would take a shot on is Nikhil Harry. As long as Edelman's dealing with the injury, I don't think he has any real upside in there. I think he's minimum. They're trying to not get him hurt. They're just trying to utilize him to move the ball down the field, um, not really focusing on him in the end zone too much. Um, Mohamed Sanu has just sucked ever since that first game, and uh, Brady has really been trying to get the rookie involved, um, and he has been producing at a limited cost. Now, I'd like to see a little bit more upside in him, and I think that comes along. Um, but this is probably the best spot of any that Nikhil Harry has been in um, with 
a terrible Miami secondary. So I would definitely consider if you're doing um, maybe a possible another punt. Um, if you're doing two punts, like let's say you're punting one right wide receiver you put in Greg Ward, and then you wanted to do another punt, another punt at your flex position. Yeah, even your second wide receiver. If you wanted to put in one top end wide receiver and get try to get up into three high hand three high end running backs, I think you could do that. You could do one stud in two punts this week. Or you could do you could probably do two high end running backs. Two high-end wide receivers and two punts. And you could probably make that fit this week. So, um, yeah, definitely consider that. But uh, moving on to Sunday Night Football, we have Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuels for the San Francisco 49ers. I like both wide receivers. Uh, Jimmy G leans a little bit more on Sanders. But Samuels does have the most upside to pop off in this matchup. Uh, Seattle te- has a tendency to get burned deep. So um, definitely you can consider both. I don't hate either really in cash. For Remember, you're dealing with just Yahoo and Fantasy Draft. So on Yahoo, um, I think you could use Sanders in cash and you could use Debo as a um, GPP play. Uh right somewhere in there now tyler lockett for seattle should be the main guy uh 49ers of the weakest right up the middle um where they're dealing with some injuries at the linebacking core and in their safety group so and the main was is it jakiski 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 oh god i'm sorry i'm fucking this up 49er fans oh Jakeski Tart. That's what his name is. It's going to be Jakeski. I don't give a fuck what the pronunciation is. It's Jakeski. Deal with it. Tyler Lockett. Up the middle. GPP play. Moving on, tight ends. Uh, pretty limited uh, bunch this week. Uh, starting in cash. Now it's going to be Tyler Higby at the top. Here's what I'm saying with Tyler Higby, okay? Now, Rams are expected to sit a bunch of starters. We don't exactly know what starters it's going to be, right? Um, but it's the tight end versus Arizona theory play in here. Goff is still expected to play. So that leaves me to believe that Higby is still going to be in there. They might sit, like, you know, Gerald Everett, something like that. A guy who's just been injured the whole, like, late half of the season. Now, if they would happen to sit Higby... It's fine because I have a direct pivot for you in Dallas Goddard who plays in the late game. So if you want to ride if you want to ride with Higby, if you want to go with the tight end versus Arizona theory, just pay attention, make sure, you know, when the inactives come out for the late games that you're just right there on top of it and make the easy pivot to Dallas Goddard. Who is the next guy in cash? No words. And even though I don't typically target the Giants with tight ends. He's going to get a pepper to targets because the Eagles are hurting at wide receiver too. So I do like Dallas Goddard this week. So I'll probably have a little bit more Goddard than I will Higby, to be completely honest with you. But I don't hate the Higby play. 
Um, I'll have him here and there somewhere. Next guy on the list is Austin Hooper. Uh, he's going to be second to Julio on targets. Tampa's another defense that we like to target with tight ends. They're very, very terrible. Uh, they are second to only uh, Arizona. Johnny Smith comes in next. Uh, last three weeks have been very kind to tight ends. Against Houston. And Tannehill likes him some Janu, even if I don't like him. So if you want to pay down a little bit. Um, I mean, his price on FanDuel, I'd probably rather just have Austin Hooper. But if you look across um, onto the other, on the other three sites, uh, definitely Johnny's giving you quite a discount over there. If you want to pay all the way the fuck down, I think you can look at Darren Fells. Uh, reason being is, you know, we like tight ends against the Titans. Um, there's a possibility that Watson ends up sitting out this game or coming out early, which means that we get A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron will look to Fells, um, being a veteran guy and relying mostly on a tight end. So I think Darren Fells is definitely in play if you want a complete punt, um, especially since there's a lot of injuries and illnesses that the wide receiving core for the Houston Texans are dealing with. So we're, I'm still expecting maybe one, if not both, of Hopkins and um, Kenny Stills to possibly sit out this week since they already have it locked up. So... Um, just kind of waiting on that news, but, uh, GPP, um, almost forgot all about Noah Fant in a good spot against the Raiders. Uh, I guarantee you that a lot of people are overlooking the spot and drew, if you're using drew lock in GPP, Cortland Sutton is definitely going to be involved. Take a look at Noah Fant. If you don't like it, Hey, I don't blame you. They've got plenty of tight ends that are in really good spots. Uh, last but certainly not least is one Taysom Hill. Uh, but only at Fanduel, where he is a tight end. All the other ones, he's quarterback. So um, there is no other tight end that has the capabilities to catch a TD, run for a TD, and or throw for a TD. I'm interested, but this is only if you're playing with a lot of multiple lineups. Um, and, of course, only on Fanduel. So 5200 over there, not too badly priced. Uh, 19th highest priced tight end overall. He comes under everybody except for Darren Fells. So really in a GPP, pin, a GPP punt down, if you wanted to go with Taysom Hill, I would not hate you for it. And definitely I am thinking about it. I would not have written it up if I wasn't thinking about it. Um, last game of the season against Carolina. Uh, yeah, I could totally see it. Uh, Sunday night football options. Uh, George Kittle leads it. Um, I'm definitely interested in him this week. Um, I do want to get exposure to this game. I don't think we have a showdown. I don't think they actually made a showdown outside of FanDuel. Um, so if you want to run on Yahoo or Fantasy Draft and get that top-end tight end, uh, George Kittle would be the guy. Uh, definitely look at him. I'm definitely going to be looking at him, especially on Fantasy Draft, where he's the second highest priced tight end, I think, to Kelsey, if I'm not mistaken. So um, definitely get yourself some George Kittle exposure if you're playing on Yahoo or Fantasy Draft. Get at least one lineup with that. 
Uh, another guy that I do like is Jacob Hollister. Same thing with uh, Tyler Lockett. Like to attack up the middle. Um, limited running back passing options. Which means that Hollister should be busy in the short passing game. Um, coming from uh, uh, Russell Wilson. So even if you don't like Russell Wilson, I think you do have to take a look at Hollister. He is only $11 on Yahoo. So I may run a lineup with Hollister on Yahoo, and then I'll run a Kittle over on Fantasy Draft uh, to get exposure to both sides of this. Um, I don't know if I'd run. Uh, maybe I might run a Hollister in the flex and run a two a double tight end that's fucking cheap a dollar above fucking minimum price dude hollister's been involved i don't get it i don't get it okay defenses uh we have starting at the top it's gonna be new england you know they they want to win this game um to retain i mean i think they're actually locked up i can't remember but any which way new england doesn't rest all right, New England goes all the way through. So ex- expect New England Patriots to be up and at them and ready to go. Um, top defense, you know, especially in price. So uh, started the Patriots kind of work down type thing. Uh, I do like the New Orleans Saints. I do like CMC this week, but let's face it, the rest of the California <laughs> offense blows ass. So uh, New Orleans Saints are definitely in consideration. They are dealing with some injuries up the middle and in their secondary, but I don't think we're going to really have to worry about it at this point. I do like their price the most over on Yahoo, where they're the eighth highest price defense at $17. Uh, next, Chicago Bears. I'm not taking the Mike Boone bait. Instead, I think the Bears dominate this week. They are very, very cheap on three of the four sites. Uh, the only spot that I probably wouldn't use them would be over on FanDuel. Next, we have Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't fucking believe that this whole RG3 bullshit came out this week. And acting like he's going to fucking dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Are you out of your fucking mind? Get the fuck out of here. Win or lose. Minka Fitzpatrick gets a, a regular season ending pick six. Calling it. Best price, FanDuel and Fantasy Draft. Get some. Uh, I think you could take a shot on the New York Jets. Bills aren't, aren't playing for anything. They're going to rest basically everybody. Um, and they're, pre- they're, they're pretty damn cheap, um, except on Yahoo, uh, where they're the 14th highest price defense. Jesus Christ, Ohio State is fucking destroying them what the fuck good god get it together Clemson um yeah so I think I think the Jets are in play especially if you need to save some money um and you don't like the Bears play then I think the Jets are in play GPP I I mentioned it with Atlanta Winston's been a guy to target for turnovers and possible defensive touchdowns um so I don't hate to play there on the other side, Tampa Bay is also in play. Matt Ryan hasn't been much better in the turnover department, and they haven't been that terrible lately. They haven't been that terrible lately. 
everybody all of a sudden seems to fucking forget what happened last week with Houston, where the game didn't shoot out like it was supposed to. Is it going to shoot out again this week? I don't fucking know. That's why I didn't write up Matt Ryan. Great price on FanDuel. Great, great price. Fuck. I'm getting close to an hour on this already. So, um, I don't think I'm going to be able to line up. If you want to talk to me tomorrow about uh, the lineup in itself, you know what I'm thinking, where I'm going. I think I've pretty much told you kind of whereabouts where I'm going. I'm going to go with Wentz. I'm going to have uh, probably share Zeke, uh, Reichwell Armstead, Cortland Sutton, Greg Ward, probably trying to fit Julio in there. Um, if I'm going to do a tight end, I may start with Higby and go to Goddard, but I don't know if I want to get that too involved with uh, Philadelphia just in case something happens. But this is week 17, so, I mean, kind of all bets are off. So, yeah, that's it. That's going to be that's gonna be the week 17 article, you know, uh, I don't know, read about or whatever to go through, the walkthrough, the final walkthrough, the final walkthrough for 2019. But just remember... We're going to be right fucking back here next week for the playoffs. And I can't fucking wait. Let's go get them, doghouse style. Your face.